You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. So how's the competition with your spouse? (laughs) I wonder that because I see that competition in my office all the time. I've had couples who would come in and it was as if they were competing to be the most wounded or to compete to be the most correct, or to compete to be the most wronged, or to compete to be the one doing the most. And what I was aware of is while they were competing with each other, they were missing the opportunity of connecting with each other. In fact, many times it's a choice between competing or connecting. That's what we want to talk about today on the Save the Marriage podcast. My name is Lee Balkum. I'm the creator of the Save the Marriage podcast. I'm also the creator of the Save the Marriage system, along with a number of books and also more recently, the Husband Boot Camp. But what I've been trying to do over the course of my career is help people to thrive in their relationships. I've often referred to myself as a thrivologist. I study the art and science of thriving, whether it's in life or in marriage, relationships, wherever it is. And part of what I've noticed is that there are some places where relationships break down. One of those areas is all around competing. So what do I mean by that? Well, I think there are two ways that people can walk through a marriage together. It's two understandings. There's one that fails and one that works. The one that fails is you, me, thinking. Now, this is a natural progression, right? And, and unfortunately, sometimes people, people don't realize that they need to change trains, <laughs> get on a different train when they get married. And so they stay on the same you, me train. And unfortunately, that hits to the end of the tracks at some point. And if you don't change trains, you run out of track in, in some pretty ugly ways. So let's talk for a minute about what that looks like. You, me is a natural progression in the beginning. When my wife and I met, we met in college, and when we met, at that point, it was her and me, you, me. In fact, at that point, it was just you and all your friends and me and all my friends, and it was just two people. But we kind of liked each other, enough that we hung out a lot, and over time, it was you, me, that became you and me. A lot of people began to see us as a couple, and our families began to see us as a couple, and we would talk about you and me. That's you and me that works great in building a relationship because instead of you, me, we've added the and in there. And that works really well as a way of seeing ourselves as being in a relationship. It doesn't take long, though, before that can cause problems when we get married because there's a shift that happens in marriage that many people don't make. That's about becoming a we a new entity. In fact, that's exactly what the state thinks of you when you got married. The legal piece of paper, when you sign your name on that marriage license, meant you're a new entity. You've created an entity in terms of the legal definition where you're now a group, a thing, a we. 
And so, you know, that moment when you're pronounced to be spouse and spouse, however that looks, at that moment, you have become or have the potential of becoming a we. I think it takes a little while for that to actualize itself, but that's the new train. You have to jump over to that we train because here's what happens if you stay on the you, me train. As you go forward, you begin to uh, ask the question, what am I getting out of this? I believe that people get married because they want to show their love for their spouse. And then they start changing the question afterwards and ask, how are you loving me? What am I getting from this? And that's when the cracks start showing. It usually doesn't happen while you're doing that dating thing, while you're building that you and me piece. Because I remember my dating time, I was trying to show every way I could to my, at that point, girlfriend, how much I cared for her. I was doing everything I could. She, you talk about love languages. That's when you're speaking every language you can possibly think of to convince this person how much you care for them. And that carries you all the way, maybe even into marriage. But then you begin to ask the question, what am I getting out of this? And that's when the danger steps in. Because you, me, became you and me. And then instead of transforming to we, as in we are in this together, we are a team, we're together, it became you versus me. What are you getting? What am I getting? And is it fair? This is where we begin to see the win-lose mentality built into a marriage. Win-lose mentality is based in ego. I want to win or I don't want to lose. It also often is about keeping score. There's been a lot of research uh, with couples to see, you know, what is the balance and the, the perceived balance of people carrying the responsibilities of the household. And so research after research has shown that when you ask a couple, what percentage of carrying the household do they each hold? Each person will say, this is what I do. And so if I were to say, this is what I do and compare it to my spouses, this is what I do. The interesting thing is in the end, even though there's only 100% of what happens in a household, it always exceeded 100%. In other words, each person was somehow overestimating what they were putting into it. They were over underestimating what their spouse was putting into it at the same moment. If I believe I'm giving 60%, I've assigned only 40% to my spouse. If my spouse likewise thinks that my spouse is putting 60 in and I'm only putting 40 in, if you add up what we're each doing, what we're putting in, it's 120%. That's an impossibility. And yet research shows that we do that uh, in, in interview processes, that we always seem to overestimate what we're doing. Well, that's a keeping score mentality. I'm asking, what am I putting in? What am I getting out? Or... You know, to quote Janet Jackson back in the 80s, what have you done for me lately, right? And so part of that whole question puts us into an oppositional position. What are you doing versus what I'm doing? The versus is very important. What am I putting in versus what are you putting in? That piece begins to create what I call 
the ledger marriage. It's kind of like if you have a ledger, you know, your credits and your debits, and you're adding in, here's what I did. And many times I'll watch as couples compare what they've done this past week, what actions they've taken, whether it's relationship actions or household actions, they begin to kind of go, oh yeah, well, I did this. Oh yeah, well, I did this. What I'm hearing is the ledger come out. Let's compare this balance sheet and see who's really putting in. That's when you versus me is on full display. I've had people in my office compare down to the nitty gritty of what each has done this past week. And each person is sure that they have done more than their fair share. That's the cracks. That's where it begins to fall apart because it erodes connection. For one thing, it's oppositional. We're doing comparison shopping. It's not about what we're doing with each other, but what we're doing against each other. Connection or competition. They can't exist together in a marriage. Now, let me, don't get me wrong. If you and your spouse have some hobby that pits you against each other, you play tennis against each other or golf against each other or cards at night against each other, there's going to be a winner or a loser. But those are kind of in the, the hobbies of life. In the relationship of life, there's either competing or connection. They both can't be there. So let's stay with that analogy for a minute and talk about being teammates versus the all-stars. Have you ever watched the team where there's the hot dog on the team who's hogging the ball, taking all the shots, feeling like they are the stars of the show? They're carrying their team. Now imagine that there are multiple people on that same team believing that same thing and believing that they truly are the stars versus the other person as opposed to a well-functioning team that says, you bring your best and I'll bring my best and we will win this game. That's a team mentality. It's the difference between ego and us. We're a team here. Our task is to win not to, to win together, not to win as individuals. And many times couples see it as, you know, either I'm getting it or you're getting it, whatever it is. We can't both win this. The competition to be that is very interesting because here's the underbelly of it. There's a subtle victim stance in that. If I'm not getting my fair share, I'm seeing myself as the victim. If I see myself as having to put more in to carry this, I see myself as the victim. Even at the same moment, they may go, I'm carrying all this. Look at me. I'm the all-star. Underneath that, they're saying, and it's not fair. I'm the victim here. I'm having to carry this. Being a victim doesn't get us very far in a relationship. In fact, it doesn't get us very far in life. Being on a team is where we can win. Being on a team means we, means we win at life. When, when struggles come our way, I believe that couples can either join together or fight each other over it. I remember years ago, my wife and I, uh, we had a small child, and 
we were uh, at a vacation spot and there was a problem with the air conditioner and I looked in taking out the vent that was in the floor and I covered it back up, but I hadn't put the vent cover over it. So it only had a flimsy filter over it. So our child's toddling along and uh, we're trying to get some help for that. And our child stepped on the fiberglass filter and it collapsed and she fell towards the vent, into the vent. On all that was left when we grabbed her, that was above it was one hand holding on and one foot holding on. And we grabbed her and we scooped her up and pulled her out. My wife and I had to work together to get her out. As soon as it was over, we turned to each other, on each other and basically blamed each other for that. Now here we were. Having pulled our child out together, having rescued our child working together to suddenly turn and blame each other, there was no blame that needed to be assigned at that moment. We had just been through a difficult time and our opportunity was to say, we're in this together, whatever comes our way. And we quickly got that to that point. My wife even pointed that out to to me that we were struggling with who had been wrong instead of asking, how do we make sure this doesn't happen? Well, that was a reminder to me of how often it rears its head that people start competing with each other suddenly. We do it at all levels of this. And part of our task is to make sure we stay on the same team. If you're in the midst of a marriage crisis, you may have already felt that breakdown. Now, one of the things I've noticed is that marriages that are successful often have gotten to we. Marriages that fail rarely have gotten to we, and certainly at the moment then they fail, they're not at a we place. So what can we do? I think there are a couple of changes that we can make pretty easily, and one is to have a personal we commitment. To see that we are standing as a team. To treat it that way, and whenever we find some position, some difficult spot to ask the question, how do we need to move forward together? One of the things that is true is that when we have conflict, it needs to be in service of progress. It's not about who wins the argument. It's on how the uh, disagreement allows us to move forward in some way. It points to some area that needs to be addressed. It's not winning and losing. In fact, you may have heard the statement, you can either be happy or you can be right, but you can't be both. This is so true in a marriage. If your task is to be right, you want to win at the expense of being happy as a couple. Being a we doesn't come naturally for us. We're rooted in this place of being individuals, taking care of ourselves. I mean, that's how we're raised as kids. Stand on your own two feet. You've got to do it if you want to get it done, right? And then we get into marriage and we have to say, we're now the team. That's that's the whole point of a marriage, of a wedding, to say these two people have come together and as Several religions have said it have become one. When you're one, you're we. We're now a unit. We're a team. The question is how we play best on that team. Sometimes I watch as people are resentful that their spouse is kind of bringing some skill to the game. 
as if there's, you know, some zero sum to what we can bring to something. There's no zero sum to the game of being on that team, of the game of marriage. You bring your best self. Your spouse brings their best self. And here's the thing. That's not always even. There are going to be times in every marriage where one person has the strength. Brene Brown talks about their 100% rule at their house. They come in at night and maybe one of them has had a rough day. And one can say to the other, hey, you know what? I've only got 20%. And the other can say, hey, no worries. I've got the other 80%. And what she says is if she and her husband together can't meet or exceed 100%, they know they're in a crisis. They know they now have to drop back. So maybe they both come in and say, you know, I've only got 30%. You've got 30%. Hey, let's hunker down. Let's order some pizza. And let's chill out with the kids and watch a little Netflix. In other words, let's take care of this. We recognize we're not at 100%, so let's back off a little bit. If they're at 100% or more, it doesn't matter who is getting them there. It doesn't matter who is carrying the piece. When they're seeing it as a team, that's what you do. If in the middle of a game, somebody has a sprained ankle, the other person just has to pick up the slack. That's just part of playing on a team. It's funny how we forget that in life. There are going to be days when each person might give or take a little more. Or let's say it differently, contribute to the game a little bit differently. And that's okay. That's what it means to understand you're on a team. It means you understand that the spouse may not have as much and you got to pick up the slack. Not as a way of keeping score, but of saying we're in this together. Our task is to win. If you're already at the point where you haven't made it to we and the crisis is showing itself, let's find a way forward. Let's find a way to get you back on the same team, playing for the same goals. If you need help with that, grab my system. You can find it at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Or you can grab one of my books at savethemarriage.com slash books. That's savethemarriage.com slash books. And if you're the husband and you want to be the best husband you can be on how to get back on that team, check out the boot camp at thehusbandbootcamp.com. That's thehusbandbootcamp.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to build your team and your thriving marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.